Uh, hi, this is Your Hero Air Academia, and you're checking out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now, with this being our 300 and something episode, season four of this show, we would just hope you'd say it with me, I am your Sherpa. Because just like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done it, and can do it more efficient than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find her at PCW. You can find her at Pro Wrestling Turbo. You can find her at Elevation Pro Wrestling. She has the speed. She has the power. She has the ability to go plus ultra. She is Ericademia. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, one, thank you for coming to the show. I, I was hyped. Uh, it was wild because, like, I saw your name pop up, and, like, I was like, hey, yo, like, this is, like, a perfect person to get on the show. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Hell, yeah. So, one, let's just kick it off. Who is Academia? Well, kind of a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I like to think of myself as an anime protagonist, a uh, superhero type of character. Um, and it's based off of My Hero Academia, the main character of My Hero Academia, because I just I have a lot of similarities with them, especially since, like, I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, so it's funny. Uh, a couple years ago, I actually started watching My Hero Academia, uh, just because it was a, you know, it was something like during like the pandemic and my daughter and I were just kind of like home alone and we were just chilling out. And so uh, we got into it majorly um, and she has all sorts of like her favorite superheroes and she loves drawing them and stuff like that. So it was just funny. And then to see you resembling Deku so much, I was like, hey, yo, like, I was like this, of course I'm going to bring this person on because like you have this, you have this love of a character. And so like for me, uh, one thing that I did was when I first started like, getting in, I, I got really serious and stuff as like a mercenary. And I was like, I'm not really that kind of person anyway. I'm more of kind of like a fun loving kind of person. So like I started mimicking my favorite fun person who's also a mercenary. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so then I was like, of course, I'm going to bring a person on who just like has such a, a massive love for a character that they wanted to bring this person to life in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to gravitate towards, like, Deku? Well, so I first watched the show in, I think, 2019 when I was, like, 14. And that's also when I first started uh, my wrestling training. And at the time, nobody took me seriously. Everybody thought, like, oh, she's not going to make it. This is just a hobby for her. It's not that big of a deal. But to me, it was a really big deal. And I, like, it was already hard for me to believe in myself just because I was, like, super skinny. I weighed, like, 100 pounds, maybe. And I, like, it was, like, the odds were against me because I was a young girl who was really skinny and was also really timid and really sensitive. And that's kind of how Deku is. He's, well, he's not a girl, but that's 
you know, like the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like when you can relate to a character so much that like your personality actually is like very much of what their personality is. Right. So like, even for me, like, you know, Deadpool is like this hardcore kind of mercenary who loves to use like dark humor to kind of like hide a lot of tragedy that's like gone on in his life. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's similar to me. Cause you know, it's funny because you talk about being super young when you got into the business. Like I got in, I was super old and I, to full transparency and any of our longtime listeners know, like I'm turning 38 this year. So like, I'm, I'm like way over. And I started when I was like 35. So people were like, oh, I don't know what he really wants to do. So I could kind of like see like the resemblance and like, mm-hmm. like my story with your story because people are like, nah, he's not going to hang in there that long. We'll just deal with him he's just like it's a hobby thing for me and like now people are like oh man he's like fully invested and just like you are you're you're talking about how you were fully invested what are you were talking about being like 100 pounds like what are the kind of the things that you were you're like doing now to like help like you know let's be real because the sport you kind of have you kind of got to get a little like meat on your bones you know so like what are some of the things that you've been doing like to help grow your size a little bit so i've been trying to eat more in general not just like healthy foods, but even unhealthy foods, if I eat something unhealthy, I'll just go to the gym. Either way, like whatever you eat, it fuels your muscles. It's like you're trying to build them. So like, and since I was skinny, I didn't really have to watch what I ate too much. But I also ended up gaining weight in 2021 unintentionally because I ended up getting injured and I was kind of just laying around not doing anything because I couldn't do anything. So naturally, I just gained some weight and now I'm I lost it and now I'm trying to gain it in muscle instead of, you know. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing that I like, so I started off, even this whole journey, like of me, like wanting to get into the ring too. Like I started off, like I was overweight, like uh, extremely overweight. And so like, I started like working out just to get into shape, right? Not even wrestling shape, just to get into shape. And then like, I started like, do a lot of cardio, a lot of lifts and stuff like that, things that were going to help me out. And then it was only recently when I first, when I decided I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer. I wanted to like start working on everything else that was going to matter in the wrestling ring. And my, my coach, my trainer, my boss, I guess we'll call him all three of those things together. Uh, he was like, he came to one of my shows recently and he was like, dude, like all the stuff that we've been doing for you is great, but now we got to turn it up. We have to like, start training you like an athlete which i think a lot of people just kind of tend to forget about is that like at the end of the day we're all pro athletes and we got to start training like those pro athletes and doing pro athlete lifts and start working and doing the research on that so like for you i i see that you know like you said like you're in the gym you're like working out and clearly you're athletic because like i see i've been watching your matches and stuff like that so you know you have a fan and and me but it's like you you're putting in the work Yeah, I kind of, so one thing I kind of pride myself in is, like, the fact that since I was, since the odds were, like, so against me, I kind of had to work harder than everybody else. Like Deku, again, I had to work harder than everybody else to get where I wanted to be and to get, like, where I want to go. I still have to work really hard to, like, achieve that stuff because it is difficult for me to build muscle because... To be honest, I have some body image issues. Like, it's it's normal. Well, not normal, but it's not good. But I'm trying to get past it, and I'm trying to 
convinced myself that eating is like a lot is okay, especially if I'm gonna like be working out, you know? Yeah, the thing is, is like body dysmorphia is like a real thing and it affects like a lot of people, like not just in the US, like worldwide. Like a lot of people have that issue. I know for me, like I still like I'll I'll sit back and eat with the family and stuff like that. And I'll look in the mirror and I'm just like, bro, like uh, you gotta go work this off. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna go relax and hang out. And I gotta remember think consciously, like, hey, like this is a real thing. Like you're you're going through this journey and you're like changing changing yourself from like trying to look like somebody to trying to get yourself to fit in into like the pro and like, as like an athletic body. So it, it really does come down to like, Hey, you have to consciously look for those triggers to like get yourself over, you know, to like be like, Hey, like this is going to be the hurdle that's going to hit you. So you just got to slow down, think about what you're doing. It's a lot like wrestling. You got to slow down and then work towards where you got to work. Slow towards. Is smooth, smooth is fast. That's one of our mottos at the Academy. <laughs> Yeah, we actually, um, I'm trying to remember, we've had a couple people actually from the Academy on the show, which yeah. was funny because, yeah, um, God, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm trying to, I got to pull back memories because we've had, like I said, over 300 of these episodes, we'll have to look, at, look right. back and we'll have to holler with you about it after the show, but it's one of those things where it's like, when you meet people from certain schools, you kind of see like, oh, I see how you guys train. I see what you guys are getting into. You guys have great mm -hmm. trainers and stuff like that. So um, one of my things is like, what's one of your favorite, uh, like one of your favorite drills that you like to like run a hit as you're like working to get better in the in the business? Uh, that's a good question, to be honest. We don't, it's not that we don't do drills, but we don't do like a lot of blow up drills or anything like that. Cause you know, I have asthma. So I try to avoid those if I can as it is uh but usually we'll just work on drills that involve all of the basics like rolling flipping like flip bumps and regular bumps and stuff like that and like work on our form for everything because you know that's very important stuff especially if you want to make it to television yeah i think it's cool too it's like when you when you talk to people about it like one of my favorite i love like hitting i'm not gonna front I like bumping on contact. It's like one of my favorite things to do. When I first got in, like I was very shy about bumping on contact. Like I just couldn't, mm -hmm. I, it was weird. Like I just couldn't get the concept down. Like I was thinking people were really out to just like wreck my face because like, you know, you hear the horror stories and you're just like, Oh God. I guess yeah. you don't have to have. And I then, uh, <laughs> so when I took, when I got my first real, like I got hit with like a pretty meaty clothesline and I, uh, I went down, I got back up. I was like, let's do it again and then like now i had this sick fetish of just like taking everything head no, on i understand <laughs> that completely because like one of my favorite things to do personally even though i have asthma is running the ropes because like for some reason i just like the way that it feels on my back like most people are like why it hurts i'm like i don't know i just like <laughs> it okay <laughs> i know i'm weird leave me alone it's it's a really weird thing to, to like start it's because like in wrestling you have to have screws loose like in this business in the sport yeah because yeah, you're like oh i'm gonna let this guy hit me and you're like what what? <laughs> <laughs> why like uh i was i was working on a a new move with a friend of mine and uh i hit a roll right with him and uh Please, everybody else, when you hear this, like, try not to, like, look too much into this. But anyway, he had keys in his pockets. Mm -hmm. And when I went to do the roll, like, his keys, like, literally cut my eye. 
And uh, oh, wow. everybody was like, everybody was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. What's going on? And they're like, you have like a giant scratch across your face. And for like the next week, all my friends that were at my shoot job were like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with your eye? I was like, I took a set of keys to them. They're like, why? <laughs> it's like, it happened by accident. <laughs> I have things like that happen to me too sometimes. So there's this one time I did a lockup with somebody and they accidentally like scratched the side of my face and I was bleeding and I had no idea. And I went to school the next day and they're like, Erica, what happened to your face? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you have a scratch on your face. And I looked in the mirror. I was like, huh, cool. <laughs> it is it is very it's very like sickening like i know um it's funny because like everybody does things for certain reasons right like aesthetic reasons right i can't even front so don't worry about it you guys but you'll find out when you guys see the next show that i'm at but uh i was i was shaving and i cut myself and like i did by accident not intentionally but i did by accident and so i know like i have this scar so when i go to my show people are gonna be like yo what's this car from i'm gonna be like bruh i it happened by accident. Now I'm just gonna play it off like it's it's always there. Cause like right. I notice like sometimes with you, you have Deku's like scars mm -hmm. like so, drawn off. Uh, I have this one that I do on my lip uh, sometimes, and uh, it's actually I trace over top of a scar that I actually have because for one, because I think lip scars are really cool. And I know those little <laughs> probably weird, but anytime I play Fallout Four and I make a character, she always has a lip scar. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I put it there because I actually got that scar in a match that I had, a practice match I had. Uh, so I can't remember what I was going to give him that he was supposed to reverse, but he had me like this and was supposed to throw my legs and then I was supposed to face bump, but my freaking, <laughs> my lip landed on my knuckle and it busted my lip open and I was bleeding the entire time. And nobody had any idea until after. And they're like, Erica, you know you're bleeding, right? I'm like, yeah, I know. It hurts. <laughs> I, can, I can feel it. It's right there. I, it's it's my face. Blood it's on my, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of like taking like bad bumps, would you think that, would you say that's the worst bump you've taken? And if not, what is the worst bump you've taken? So I wouldn't say that it's technically a bump. Uh, but when I uh, got injured in 2021, I did a bandera and my hands like slipped off the ropes and I landed on concrete. So I'd say that's probably the worst. It wasn't technically a bump, but it was close enough, and it was really bad. <laughs> might, as well, might as well say, I took a face bump to the concrete, you know, on a bandera. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I feel like those like, the worst, because, like, what I – and not, not that I've taken one, right, but, it's some like, I've had a few people on the show now talk about how uh, some of the bumps that they've taken uh, – for example, right, uh, Kid Bandit shared it on the show with us. Mm -hmm. Kid uh, took a power bomb on concrete that they called. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I might have been there for that. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was the concrete one that I was there for, or if it was the wood, the one where she bumped on wood that I was there for. But I was there for one of them. It was uh, the one she took from Sawyer Wreck. I was mm. for that one, and I was like, "Why would you do that? This is a house <laughs> show, my guy." <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it because Kid always talks about like uh, all the bumps that they take, and I'm like, "Kid, like you, just, it's please, stop. wild." Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that Deku has been like one of your big inspirations for your character. What other characters that are not wrestling related? Uh, make you up 
So uh, I like this other anime. It's called Inuyasha. I like to take some of my attitude and like mannerisms from the character Kagome. She's one of the protagonists. She's the female lead. Uh, and she's she's a 15-year-old high school student. And she has a very big attitude. And it is very adorable and very annoying. <laughs> so I try to take like my attitude and mannerisms from her just because I think she's so entertaining. I like it. I like it. I like it. What about, uh, is there any other, what, who's your, who's your inspirations for in-ring work? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, a lot of my stuff comes from, it doesn't really come from wrestling. It comes from movies and anime and stuff. And my dad too. I stole some of his stuff. I haven't done his stuff like on a show yet, but like some of the stuff that I do, I take it from him. Like my, my uppercut that I do in the corner I, he he did he used to do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like one of those I see you throw, and I've seen you throw that a few times. And I think about like Deku, like when he's like as all you know busting all my, and he just when he hits that all for one, and he just drives. And I'm like, yeah, I see. And I, it's funny because like everything that you hit in the ring, I'm like, oh, I I've seen I've seen Deku hit that same move. <laughs> So sometimes when I hit the uppercut, I usually try to make sure I stick it with my arm up like that. Uh, that was actually an accident. I did that one time in training. I was listening to somebody talk and I was just standing there and they're like, are you meaning to do that? And I was like, what? Oh, no. And they're like, we're going to do that from now on when you hit your, your uppercuts. And I was like, bet. Okay. <laughs> that was something like I started, uh, started messing around with the idea. Uh, it was like last year I was at a show um, in West Virginia. And uh, I remember because every time that I like talk about my my daughter, I refer to her as Keiki, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I used to call it the Keiki uppercut. And my daughter, uh, she was born in Hawaii. So that's why I refer to as Keiki, right? Because it's Hawaiian oh, for kids. Cool. And so like I would hit the, I would call it the Keiki uppercut. But it was essentially, it was just starting to show you again because like if you've played Marvel's Capcom 3, mm -hmm. Deadpool throws it. So I was like, I just hit it and I would jump with it and just like roll over. And so one time I did it in a match and we we're in uh we we're in DC, right? And as I throw this uppercut, I actually connected with my friend and I was like, I have to stop throwing this now because like I'm getting a little too wild with it. But like yeah. the crowd pops every time that I throw it. And I actually he was this is how crazy it was. He was on the top rope sitting down and I hit it with my shoulder, oh. not even my hand. That's how high like I had jumped to throw this show you get. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I jumped it's hard. I was like, I was like, Kiki uppercut. Boom. <laughs> and so so like, if I hit multiple uppercuts in a row, I like to call it one's justice and two's justice based off of the My Hero games because my dad's best friend made a joke that my uh one's justice two is called two's justice. So I started doing that just as an inside joke because I think it's funny. Nobody else gets it. And they're just like, okay, sure. That's the thing, though, is when you have, like, those little moments for yourself that – that because, you know, everybody talks about, like, we obviously want to pop the crowd, right? And we also want to – you know, every once in a while we want to pop the boys. But every once in a while you want those little things that pop you and then, like, maybe one other person that might get what you're doing right i know for me i have a spot like i love hitting my spine buster and when i hit my spine buster uh, i yell at this word comedy yeha which i heard from my friends in high school 
in the middle of Nebraska. So once I started posting my matches up, I started showing off where I was doing it. And I would just see the replies coming back from my friends. They're like, man, I haven't heard that in years. So it is, it is funny to see because other people are like, I don't get what that is. But my friends from Nebraska, they're all like, yo, he's doing this. Exactly. It gives you a moment, like, after your match, if somebody gets it, it gives you a moment to smile and smile and make someone else laugh. And that's 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 one thing that I really like to do is I like make, make, making people laugh because then you're, like, genuinely seeing the happy side of somebody. And that's it's nice to see because it it's is hard to be things. happy sometimes. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things where, like, we, so, like, I, obviously, like, you work as a baby face, and, like, mm -hmm. I like to work as a baby face, too, but it's one of those things where it's, like, we love having those genuine connections with people. Like, we, we, like, we'll go over the top to just have mm -hmm. those connections with people. I know for me, like, one thing I love doing is I, and I'll, I'll just throw myself on the rope, right, and I'll just start getting choked, and I just reach out, like, after they get done, they're, like, stop choking me because of the count, I'll yeah. reach out, and I'll be, like, hey, yo, kid. Tag me in, bro. He's like choking me. Right. And it it was this moment last year, right when I was in a, I was in Pennsylvania, and I was leaning on the rope, and like my friend, I was getting choked, and I reached out for this little girl to like tag me in, right? And she was just so scared, right? So anyway, like the rest of the match happens, I end up winning, and then later on that later on the show, like I go to sell merch, and this little girl runs up and gives me the biggest hug and oh. starts crying and I was like hey what and I don't know what's happening at this point I'm just like give her a hug I'm like are you okay where's your parents are you lost because now I have I'm fully broke character because like right. bad instantly. There. and so her dad walks up and goes I've never seen her hug any random stranger ever oh and that's so, so like sweet <laughs> I would have cried <laughs> so at my you, last show that I was at, I was, I think I was helping tear down the ring at one point and somebody walked up to my merch table and my dad was standing there for me to make sure like it didn't, you know, it didn't like get messed up or anything. Uh, right. And there was this dad and this little girl that walked up and she was getting a sticker. Um, and I walked up and I smiled at her. She waved at me and she said, what's up? I was like, eh, nothing much. And then we just stood there for a few seconds while her dad was paying, and she just she just looked up at me and just gave me a hug. And I was like, I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> if that's not, like, the biggest. Hopeful smile on her face. And I was like, this is why. This is why I'm doing this. This is what makes <laughs> it worth it. If that's not, like, a most Deku kind of response, though, because, like, like, I'm thinking about, like, the one, the one scene where um, – I forget, it's the dude that has all the muscles. He just keeps repairing himself, and, like, Deku is, like, trying to show off that, like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to help this kid. Yeah, and then, like, he starts crying at the end because he's, like, oh talking gosh. about how he's going to save him. I'm, like, that's, like, that's what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes I have moments where I'm, like, Jesus, I really am Deku. Because the other day, I was talking to my dad about my game plan for how I'm going to work out so that I can perform to my fullest at shows and I just ranted for about five minutes and he's like you done and I was like I just pulled a decade didn't I and he's like yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> and you give yourself like that big motivational speech and like you're just talking about it but you just get yourself hyped up so much that you forget that like 
you were supposed to explain something else. (laughs) (laughs) That was my thing. Like I wrote down like my game plan of like what I was going to do, how I was going to work out and stuff like that. And I handed it over to my trainer and he was just like, I was like, I got to walk away. He's like, why? I was like, cause I'm going to start explaining everything that I'm doing and you already know what I'm thinking about. And I just don't want to go over, over the top. So I walked out as soon as I dropped off my plane and I came back like 10 minutes later. He was like, it's a good plan. Go get it done. I was like, cool. <laughs> so I started implementing my own game plan, but I was like, nice. I know I'm going to be like, I need to work on my jumps because if I jerk on my jumps and I get, a, I start jumping up onto the top rope and I can start doing more flips and stuff like that. And I could just start showing off like more things I could do. And I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to start rambling. I got to get away from this. Because <laughs> right. It was literally like the episode where All Might gives him the plan and he's trying to plan how to implement his sleep, his eating and his, um, workouts and then the the teacher bonks him on the head and is like hey you have to actually know something he's like and i have to study too yeah i, I, had, I had one of those moments with my dad but he, he was just like are you gonna stop talking anytime soon <laughs> he's essentially like your eraser head <laughs> like he's your dude is just like yeah so cool. when we first started watching the show we said that my dad was a combination a combination of small mite mr aizawa and there was another one. Uh, and when he was younger, he was a lot like Deku, too, because he was really sensitive. And he was, like, the underdog. And, like, most people didn't believe in him. And technically, he shouldn't have been able to wrestle because uh, he he was born with a condition where his organs were on the outside of his body. So mm-hmm. he has this, like, huge scar. And he had to get surgery when he was 16 because um, – of scar tissue buildup and the doctors told him that he would never be able to do anything athletic he would never be able to wrestle or anything like that and look at him he wrestled for 20 years if that's yeah. not inspiration to follow your dreams i don't know what is that yeah i exactly like you should be doing that anyway <laughs> like it's weird how like i know for me like you know like i said like i started when i got to be like 35 so i was like yo i have to get into this now and, and one thing that really kind of inspired me too was like i thought about my daughter right essentially there you are uh so i thought about my daughter and i was like yo like what would my kids say to me though like if i was like hey hey you should go follow your dreams and my daughter goes well what was your dream like oh i want to be a pro wrestler did you no just didn't want to follow through and then what is that what kind of example is that set for her so it's definitely cool that your dad was like your biggest like motivator as well as inspiration to get into the business and work Mm -hmm. So tell me something. I want to know, right? So you've been in, you said you started when you were 14, right? Yeah. What's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn? Um, how to take criticism, like, and not, and also realizing when someone's criticizing you to be mean and when someone's criticizing you to make you better and when you should and shouldn't accept someone's criticism. That's been the biggest thing because when I was criticized when I was younger, I would get really in my head and I would get really upset. I get really mad at myself because I felt like I just wasn't doing good. And like, I've come to realize that that's not the case. And now if somebody doesn't like criticize my match, I'm like, did you hate it so much that you don't think I can improve? What's going on? (laughs) Give me something, please. Now I feel weird. I feel like that's something like I had to deal with too, right? Like I was always kind of, and I don't want to say like I was always soft-hearted. Like I just didn't want it. Like sometimes I just didn't want to hear the critiques, right? I was just like, I'm just not in for it. And 
it was something that my my trainer said it to me right and this is this is crazy because he's like remember how i told you it's not uh, if you get hurt in a business, it's more of when you're going to get hurt in a business. I was like, yeah. He's like, it's not if you're going to mess up, but it's going to be more of when you mess up. And I was thinking about that and I was like, that's crazy. So now like I look forward to having people like critique on my matches, even my practice matches. I'm like, yo, what am I doing? What I can do better? Where can I work? What can I do this? And so I started putting all these pieces together. And now like the funny thing is I want people to, and just like you, right? I want people to hate my matches even if it's my best match, I want people to hate my match or not hate, but Chris has my match so much that I turn around and hate it. I'm like, bruh, left foot could have been right here. It's like you this want is... people to find the little things that you can improve on so that you can just overall be better. Yeah. I know like, uh, and, and, and it's cool. Cause I have, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have great mentors to like help guide me in the directions that they see that I'm like, Hey, this is where you got to go. This is where you want to be. And then like, they give me the blueprint and they're like, now you got to make the plan yourself. But one of my favorite things, and I and I was just recently told this. So shout out to Mark Harlow. I know you're watching the show because you really. But the two things like he always told me, he's like the two things you can always improve on, regardless of how good you are, is, is storytelling and footwork. And I'm like bet. So because I have this podcast, like I've been able to go get some of my other favorite people and bring them on the show and talk to them about a hey, how do you tell stories better. And so, like, I've been, like, so people who are wondering the last couple episodes of not entering 201, why that's a thing, that's why. Because, you know, storytelling is important. Storytelling, like, my, uh, well, hold on. Ethan Case likes to say wrestling is the least important part of wrestling. Yeah. And I, I think about that all the time because, like, and this is a, a perfect example, right? So I finally hit a 450 splash, right? in practice and i was like yeah never gonna hit this move why because everybody hits this move yep. <laughs> like, it has to be like the desperation the desperation to get somebody to like get everybody to pop out of their seats that i'm going to the top rope to do this because to me i'm like if everybody can hit this move what makes it special i was like so let me find the moves that i think i do well and make them work for me right like, I feel like the best way that, like, an overdone move would work is if there's nothing, nobody on the card that's going to hit that at all, and they're not going to see it at all. Because if, if you're going to see it five times in one night, it's not special at that point. Like, we're, ta we're taught to call our matches in a way that's going to be different from everybody else. So if we want to do a hot start, we'll walk up to everybody else who's doing a match and it's like, y'all got a hot start? Because if so, we're not going to do it. <laughs> It's, it's kind of become like so in our one locker and uh, one of the locker rooms I go and I, I wrestle at uh, it's become like the big inside joke where like everybody will ask everybody what they're doing but it's never like who's it, it's never like who's gonna have the hot start it's always like mm -hmm. who's doing a wrist lock right That's, <laughs> you know? it's, nobody in my academy really does chain a lot there's one person that does and he doesn't really do like wrist locks and stuff like that he does, it's like, he does like fancy stuff. <laughs> that mm. makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I understand. <laughs> you guys don't get to have those secrets though. Cause we're not going to talk about that. But <laughs> what I will bring up, right. This is a question I love asking, right. Uh, give me one do and one don't of the locker room. Um, 
one don't is don't walk up to somebody and give them critiques if they didn't ask for it. <laughs> uh, one do is regardless of the sound, this is going to sound fake and I don't mean it like that, but regardless of you, whether or not you genuinely enjoyed somebody's match, tell them that they did good because if they'd had a bad match, they're going to feel bad about themselves and they're like, if there's nobody there to tell them something like that, they're not going to want to do it anymore after a long time. Like, you'd be that one person that gives somebody hope. That's a very Deku thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we just find all of the all of the plot armor here. <laughs> just solidifying my Deku-ness here. But it's, it's, it's definitely important to be a positive aspect in somebody's life. Even if you're like, man, I know, like, I know, like, the whole match fell apart, right? But, you know, are you guys safe? Like, you're looking for, like, the positives to spin out of something because you want them to know, like, hey, man, like, yeah, they're going to sit on it and they're going to fester on it, but you just want to be that one positive light that's like, hey, check it out. Like, this was, yeah, we had all this happen, but are you guys safe? Did you have fun at least while you were out there? Yeah, cool. somebody then told we got me it. at my last show, it's like, as long as you were safe and had fun, we had a good match, whether it was sloppy clean well done well like story well told doesn't matter as long as you had fun as long as you enjoyed yourself and nobody's hurt you're good you're golden just try to improve on everything else next time Facts. all right so we're gonna get into my favorite segment of the three count podcast and that is the three count podcast 10 count questions and miss demia this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast so whatever your answer is that's your answer okay so we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And oh. in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Raw. Favorite movie? Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Let's go. What number? <laughs> who's your, who's your, who's your guy you relate to? What number? Well, um, out of all, yeah, out of all, out, out of all the, uh, the bosses. That's a side question too. That's a that's that's a hard one. It is. They're all really good though. I gotta say, huh. I don't remember his name, but the one that um, uh, freaking, I can't remember his name either. Chris, whatever. Uh, what? Chris Evans. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Captain America. Yeah. You know, and the skateboard scene. Yes, that's my favorite too. <laughs> uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. Uh, favorite actor? Wait, I take it back on my favorite one. It's the vegan. The vegan one. That one's my favorite. I quote that all the time. <laughs> yes. It is ridiculous. Anyways, sorry. What was your <laughs> uh, favorite actor? Favorite actor. Mm. That's a really hard question. I don't know. <laughs> um, you could also go with actress if you want to. You don't have to just go with an actor. I'm going to go with the first actress that comes to mind, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Love it. So let's go into Apple or Android. Uh, Android. Uh, favorite quirk? Like 
like from from my hero yeah oh that's <laughs> hmm. that's a hard one too probably honestly probably Suze because she's a frog and I love frogs yes I'm a massive fan of <laughs> massive fan of her as well. Uh, All Might or Endeavor? All Might. Favorite podcast? I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts, to be completely honest. Um, that I kind of, if I am listening to a podcast, I usually am doing it while I'm doing something else, so I don't really end up paying attention because I have ADHD and it just helps me zone out. <laughs> I I I love it because I do the same thing. Especially when I'm lifting, <laughs> I'm just, I'm gone. Don't, I'm listening. It's, it's something playing in the background. I don't know what it is, but I'm just gone. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> it's something. Nominate one person that you want to have on this podcast. Um, honestly, my trainer, Ethan Case, I feel like he could tell you a lot about, like, answer a lot of questions and, like, have a very different view on wrestling from a lot of people. I like it. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Uh, I actually don't cuss. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's kind of a. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but those are all my questions that I do have for you. So the last thing I need you to do is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Well, I have a little um, a board thingy that has all my social media and stuff on it. Dad, can you grab it for me? I'm going to go grab it. I will be right back. Okay. Ah, right here. There's all my stuff. This is the yeah. thing that I use for my merch. <laughs> love it love it it's very shiny <laughs> and then uh yeah so if you didn't i'll definitely uh i'll have you send me a photo and then we can add it to the end of this so that way people can check you out but like every part of a re- great wrestling match because she gave you all of her stuff and we're gonna we're gonna post it on the end of this episode okay don't worry about it but like every great part of a wrestling match we gotta take this home because this is the three count podcast presents now entering and i'm your host Clifford, Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you out there announcing called wrestling. And like every good sherpa, which I like to think I am, you know, it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring? You see her right there, Erica Demia herself. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're really just following us on all of our social media platforms. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even leaving those five-star Frost Slash reviews that you can do on Apple Podcasts. You're buying our merch on For Your Wear or even on Pro Wrestling Tees. You're doing all that stuff. You're telling your friends about us. You're telling your family about us. You're telling the people that you don't like about us. All that stuff, you're doing it. Or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode. And you're waiting for that outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Quite. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. 
Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.